Blog Talk Radio. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know it? (laughs) David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the fundament showeth his handiwork. My king is a, is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He's He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the coral necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. Well, this is my king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. He's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, and you 
my Lord and Savior, my Master, my Teacher, my God, my Redeemer, the lover of my soul. I want to welcome you all out to another edition of the Sword of the Spirit, and I'd like to greet you all with a Shabbat Shalom. If you have not entered into your Sabbath, I uh, hope give you or wish you your speed. If you have entered into your Sabbath, I hope that you're ready to eat uh, well from the Word of Yah. I hope everybody has had a blessed week and the Most High has richly blessed you in all that you have put your hands to. Uh, I want to say welcome to everybody out there in blog talk land, in pal talk land, and on the Internet in general. To all those that I have uh, managed to touch in some type of way through this ministry. This week we will be doing the book of Second Peter and First John. Um, We'll see how far we get uh, today, uh, but we will be doing Second Peter and First John. The Most High has been dealing with me concerning the kingdom of Yah very heavily, and uh, I want to say Yah's peace to Brother Shema uh, and his wife and the ministry uh, for the apostolic, uh, the apostolic, uh, how do you say that name was? Uh, wow It's the Apostolic Church of Judah I believe is how he said it was named And I and the brother Will be going in on ministering Together uh, to make sure That our people hear the truth About the gospel number one uh, That they understand that this is About a community so joining The community and getting their citizenship uh, we don't just want to build churches or a church, but we want to build community. So uh, for all of you that are in the New York City area, um, I will be going forth in this area, and hopefully I can uh, do the will of the Most High in this area as the Most High sees fits. And then Brother Shema and his wife will be going forth in Michigan, and I have to find out the exact city in Michigan. But, you know, I pray that uh, the Most High be with us both and that he richly bless uh, the work that we are endeavoring to uh, start on his behalf. Uh, The kingdom, there's nothing more important than getting into the kingdom of Yah. And, you know, it's not something that you want to play with. It's not something that you want to say, I think. You want to know. And so as we come forth with the precepts in the future, uh, and as we go out to the to the real world, we want to make sure that everyone understands that this is about community, point blank and period, uh, about serving Yah and coming back to him. And it doesn't matter your skin color. Uh, of course, we want to reach out to our people, but it doesn't matter who you are as long as you wish to serve the Most High uh, and to get your citizenship within his kingdom, keep his statutes, laws, and commandments. Uh, so look for those things to come forward here in the near future uh, as the Most High puts it on our hearts as to what direction to, to go and what to do and when to do it. All right, with that being said, I'm going to pray us in, and um, 
let us get started for this Shabbat. Let us go into the word of Yah and let us uh, have a good meal in his word. If I can have the sisters to uncover their heads, the brothers to the sisters to cover their heads, the brothers to uncover their heads. Let us turn toward the east, toward Jerusalem. Holy hands raised to the most high. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you for life and health and strength today. We thank you for the opportunity to once again come together and to break bread and to observe your Shabbat, a day of rest that you have ordained that your people should keep perpetually throughout all time. Father, we ask that you would forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, but that you deliver us from evil. We ask that you hold not the iniquities of our forefathers against us, for they are all gone by the way of the grave, and we are still yet here. Seek and keep your statutes, laws, and commandments in spirit and in truth. Father, you have said that your people Israel have done wickedly before you and that they have walked contrary to you, and that you have walked contrary to us. And you have said that if we would repent of our sins, and if we would not complain about the punishment that you have put upon us, that you will once again turn your eyes and your ears toward your people Israel. So, Father, we acknowledge that we have walked contrary to you and that we have done wickedly and that we have sinned before you. And, Father, we repent of our sins. We don't want to turn back into them. And, Father, we ask now that you will forgive us our sins and that you will once again turn your eyes and your ears toward your people Israel. Father, it's our wish that we would have you with us and that we would not walk contrary to you, but that we should be your people again. So, Father, turn again, once again, your eyes and your ears toward your people, and our testimony to the world will be, this is what happens when you disobey the Most High. Father, we pray for Israel that is asleep, that you might wake them and give them an unction to come and keep your statutes, laws, and commandments. We pray for Israel that is asleep, uh, that you might give them, we pray for Israel that is awake, uh, that you might give them a meek and a humble spirit, the spirit of love for your love. Now, Father, as we go to work in the kingdom, we ask that you will smile upon this work and that you will give us favor in all that we do. In Jesus Christ's precious name I pray, amen and amen. I also want to pray for the seed of Abraham because the Most High is looking for faithful Abraham, that faithful seed. Though all those individuals, it doesn't matter whether you are Jew or Gentile, if you have the faith of Abraham, the Most High is looking for you and for you to come into his kingdom. So we want to pray also for all those individuals who have the faith of Abraham and just believe that everything in the scriptures is true and that Yah is going to bring everything that he has said to pass. All we have to do is be faithful and believe. All right, our scripture reading for today will be from Psalms, the book of Psalms. And we're going to be reading Psalms 51. The book of Psalms 51 uh, in its entirety. To the chief musicians, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bethesda, uh, unto Bathsheba, have mercy upon me, O Yah, according to thy loving kindness. According unto thy multitudes of thy tender mercy, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, 
and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and sin did my in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou dearest thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. In me a clean heart, O Yah, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and behold and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted into, unto thee. Deliver me from the blood guiltless, O Yah. Thou, thou Yah of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Yah, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of Yah are a broken spirit, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. O Yah, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole offerings. Then shalt thou offer bullocks upon thine altar. Hallelujah. May the Most High add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the understanding, and the doing of his word. In Yeshua's precious name I pray. Amen and amen. All glory to the Most High. Father, we thank you, we glorify you, we lift you up, we magnify your name, for truly thou art worthy. Thou art worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started in Second Peter. And we're going to uh, go ahead and, and take this one book, one chapter at a time. I'll read and expound as I go. The book of Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of Yah, and our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, grace and peace multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Yah and of Jesus, our Master, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, how many of you know how great and precious the promises that the Most High has given to us? I'm going to wipe away all your tears. I'm going to forgive all your sin. I'm going to give you eternal life. You will never hunger. You'll never hurt. You have joy unspeakable. 
These are the promises that Yah gives us and more because he says we can't imagine what he has in store for us. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know, the natural man lusts after this world and the things of this world. And we as citizens of the kingdom shouldn't be lusting after the things of this world. What we should be lusting after are the things of the kingdom of Yah, not the things of this world. And besides this, giving all diligence and to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. So besides this divine nature that the Most High is going to let us partake in, he's saying add to that knowledge. Add to that diligence. What does this word diligence mean? To love earnestly. With your divine nature, you want to love what? Earnestly. Add to your faith virtue. What does this word virtue mean? Let's look this up. The definition for virtue from Virio and its roots uh, is Latin in its roots the radical sense is strength from straining, stretching extending. This is the primary sense of of uh, L, a virtue a virtue or a man strength. So add to your faith strength and to your virtue knowledge. What the knowledge of the Most High and his plan of salvation and how he wants to take over this world, how he wants us to be ambassadors, but meek and humble in spirit, not going after people or anything uh, with malice or hatred, but showing forth his love. So he says, add to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge, temperance. Temperance. Let's look at this word temperance and what its definition is. Temperance, moderation, particularly habitual, uh, habitual moderation in regard to the indulgence of a natural of natural appetites and passions, restrain or moderate indulgence as temperance in eating and drinking. So you want to restrain yourself, have patience, calmness, sedatedness, moderation of passion. Shalom, shalom. So he says, to your knowledge, add temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. So we want to add strength. We want to add knowledge. We want to add virtue. We want to be tempered, patient, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. Moses says, how can you say you love him and hate your brother whom you can see? You can't see him and you say you love him, but you hate your brothers. He said, add to your godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Be a giver and a doer of kind acts. 
one toward another. For if these things be in you and abound, and abound means to grow abundantly, they make, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus the Christ. So if you are doing these things and you're adding these uh, attributes to yourself as you grow in this walk, it says that you're not going to be unfruitful. You're not going to uh, not bear fruit in Christ. People should see this in you. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that the, that was purged from his old sin. Forgotten that he was purged from his old sin, from your old sin. See, this is, this is another area I know a lot of people don't understand in their walk, and the church is not teaching them that, hey, Christ came and he was a payment for your sins that are past, a propitiation, a payment for your sins that are past. And so here it's said to you again that uh, the person who doesn't know these things, that doesn't have uh, temperance and knowledge of the Most High, who doesn't add virtue to his faith, uh, godliness, he says they're, they're blind, but not only are they blind, they have forgotten that they were purged from their sins that were old, their old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make, sure, to make sure or to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. So he's giving us the formula to be successful in this walk. In the kingdom. For so as an interest shall uh, shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord or our Master and our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Wherefore, I will not be I will not be negligent to put you to always uh, to, to put you always in remembrance of these things though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yeah, I think it meet, and that, that word meet here means met, meant. I think it meet or meant as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Stir what up in you? To stir you up to remember the gift that the Most High has given you, that he's put in you. Let me keep reminding you of what a great sacrifice the Most High has made what Messiah has made, and what great gift he has given you so that you don't ever get cold concerning Messiah and what he's done for you. So it never becomes, you don't become desensitized to it. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our master, Yeshua HaMashiach, but was eyewitnesses of his majesty. So they said, hey, we didn't make up something to tell you to get you excited. We told you the truth. We didn't make up any fables about his majesty. For he received from Yah the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son 
in whom I am well pleased. Now, this happened when Messiah was baptized in the Jordan by John, and the voice came down out of heaven and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. But guess what? Not everybody heard that. Some heard thunder. Some heard this voice. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto, oh yeah, that's also the most I said it when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And Elijah and uh, Moses appeared with him. And he said, This is my beloved son, hear you him. But when we look at Elijah and Moses, we have to understand what they represent. Elijah represents the prophets. Moses represents the law. The law, everything in the law points toward Christ. All of the prophets foretold of Christ. So what Elijah and Moses and what the Most High is saying, the one that the the law and the prophets have been testifying about, that they've been telling you about, he's here. Hear you him. You better listen to what he's got to say. So it's like a handoff from the law and the prophets to Messiah. This is the one that is written about in this book. Messiah said it himself. He said, I come in the volume of the book. Everything written in the book is about me. So I come in the volume of the book, and the Messiah testified to that fact, saying, this is my beloved son. Hear you him. Verse 19, we also... We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of, of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Now, people used to tell me, used to use this verse, but without understanding. The only one that can give you the interpretation of the scriptures is the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is not directly telling you what the scriptures are about, you are using your own mind to what? Interpret them. He says, no prophecy is of, of scriptures of any private interpretation. That don't come from the prophet. It comes from the Holy Spirit telling the prophet, this is what the scripture means. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. It's not of the man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by who? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that is the one that interprets Scripture. It's the Holy Spirit that's the one that brings these things to your remembrance. And without it, you are actually reading and interpreting Scripture with your own carnal mind. Without having the spirit of the most high, you are interpreting scripture on your own. And that's why we have all these different interpretations. We have all these different denominations. We have all these different uh, doctrines. People are confused who the father is, who Jesus is. 
who the Holy Spirit is, because you actually need the Spirit of the Most High himself to tell you who he is, to reveal it to you. So let me read this verse again and we'll move on. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of Yah spake as they were moved, as they were moved, as they were inspired, as they were dictated to by the Holy Ghost, not an angel. Because a lot of people believe that the Holy Spirits that were coming to the prophets were angels. Sometime an angel came, but the one who entered them, as in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1, and Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1, where he testifies that the Spirit entered into him. What's the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of the Most High. This is what we should be looking for. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresy, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So if the Holy Spirit is not giving you the word of Yah, and you're doing it with your own spirit, you're doing it calmly of your own mind, he says that you will be a false teacher because you're going to teach things that are according to your own understanding. And many shall follow the, their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. I don't know how many times I hear people say, uh, speaking in tongues is foolish. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is foolish. Um, being baptized in Jesus' name is foolishness. You don't need to do these things. Pernicious. Let's look at this word pernicious. Pernicious, destructive, having the quality of killing, destroying or injuring, very injurious or mischievous. Food, drink, or air may be pernicious to life or health. Destructive, tending to injure or destroy. So he's telling you that many shall follow their dangerous, destructive ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. People will call truth evil and evil truth. And through covetedness shall they fiend words make merchandise of you. But what, what does the word covet mean? It means to want to possess, to take which is not yours, to uh, uh, desire it. So he's saying that through desiring you, Shall they with things, not um, not truthful words, uh, words that are crafted to fool you, make merchandise of you by this message. Uh, the word of Yah is all prosperity, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. This merchandise. You can read about the same merchandise, merchandising the gospel, merchandising the word of God, merchandising worship. 
you can read about this in uh, about the king of Tyre. And I honestly do believe that this is talking about Satan, Lucifer. Actually, it's talking about Lucifer and not Satan, but Lucifer uh, and what he did in his walk um, and what the Most High did with him. Now, a lot of people can't can't understand it and can't see, uh, can't understand and can't see what the Most High is saying there in Ezekiel. But Lucifer was cast down from heaven, and he was given a kingdom on this earth, and he had synagogues on this earth, and he sold praise in his worship. But then he also killed his people. So it's a fascinating story, and uh, I won't go all into it right now, but the same Spirit works in these people who are pernicious with their pernicious ways, trying to get you to worship them in their song, saying that it's for God, but it's really for their own uh, gain. So, for through covetousness shall they with themed words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if Yah spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. <coughs> Excuse me. I have heard this passage explain that, oh, he made the angels invisible. That's the chains of darkness. No. And it's not what that means. It means that he took knowledge away from them the knowledge of him, the knowledge of his righteousness. He delivered them into chains of darkness that they could not see light anymore. They could not see good. And then he reserved them for judgment, to be reserved unto judgment. I have determined that you are wicked. Angels, you evil angels, you are wicked. I am darkening your understanding so that you can't see the light anymore, you can't see truth anymore, only thing you're going to know how to do is be wicked. And spare not the old world. Now, see, the old world was the one before the flood, but there was one even before that time. Because when we read in Genesis chapter 1, It says that the world was void and without form. And the Most High told man to go and replenish the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, you replenish something that was already plenished before, that was already supplied before. You replenish it. So in Genesis chapter 1, he tells Adam and Eve, in chapter 1 and 2, go and replenish the earth. Replenish it. And resupply it. Multiply on it. For God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment. Spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Most high is going to judge this world again. 
So he said, if he didn't spare the first world, do you think he will spare this one? If it becomes so unrighteous, if our whole thoughts are continually evil, which is what we're seeing today, man's thoughts are continually evil. That's what brought the first world to destruction. Spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example or an example unto those that are after should live ungodly. The most I said, hey, if you see and you read that I destroyed this whole planet, and then when Sodom and Gomorrah uh, were so ungodly that I came and destroyed them also, you should use those as an example as to what I will do. And deliver Jeff's lot, vexed with the filthy conversa- conversation of the wicked. What conversation was he vexed with? Lot, bring those angels out to us that we might sleep with them. That was the filthy conversation. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from the day to day with their unlawful deeds. Yah knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness. Now this uncleanliness, how can people think that the cleanliness laws are done away with? This is the New Testament, and he's saying, and he's talking about uncleanliness. What is he talking about? The Most High in the Old Testament gave us the cleanliness laws, that if a woman is on her cycle, she's unclean. She can't take part of anything that is holy. If a man has an emission from his body, he is unclean. Whether it's, uh, if he has, let's say, an emission of semen, he's unclean, cannot take part in the holy things, must go and what, wash, and be unclean till sunset. That's why when these brothers were were talking about, we had a show, and we were talking about uh, brothers coming at their wives on the Sabbath. And, you know, a brother was saying, hey, yeah, I'll get with my wife on the Sabbath. And... We had to show him in the word, brother, you just made yourself unclean for the Shabbat. Oh, that, that, it, don't, it don't say that. It says that if you come at your wife, you are unclean. If you have an omission of semen, you are unclean. So you would come and worship the Most High in an unclean condition. You know, and the brothers didn't want to hear that, but it's the word of Yah. So, and he says, we need to be observant in observance of these, the cleanliness laws. Swine is determined to be unclean. Anything that creeps with more than four legs, like spiders and caterpillars and all of, everything except for a locust, he said they're unclean to you. You can't eat them. So it will serve us well, and when we go back into kingdom living, we will go back over the cleanliness laws of the Most High because he didn't change these things. So let's read this again. 
but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness and despise government. I know I talk bad about Donald Trump all the time, and the most I know that I don't like this man for what he stands for. But the most I put him in power, the most I will have to take him out of power. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before Yah. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So we have to be careful what we say and who we say it about. We have to be careful, especially um, when it comes to the Most High. And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots, they are and, and blemishes. Spots, they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, dwelling unstable souls, and heart, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices and cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Basil, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, wanted to get paid for doing wicked. But with rebuke for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. So remember the story where the donkey spoke to the man. The donkey saw the angel come to kill him, and the donkey kept trying to run away. And finally the donkey just laid down, and the man got up to beat the donkey. And the donkey spoke to the man and said, why are you beating me? Haven't I always done what you wanted me to do? Haven't I always tried to keep you safe? And that's when he saw the angel with his sword drawn about to kill him. And his donkey had been trying to save him. But was rebuked for his iniquity that the dumbass, speaking with the man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. So these people can't see light, and it says they will never see it. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Wantonness, wantonness it means that you are really lusting. Those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, this word liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same as he brought in bondage. They're promising you that, hey, you have liberty to not keep the law. You have liberty to do whatever you want and just ask forgiveness. He says, they themselves are trying to bring you back into bondage because they're really teaching you how to sin again. 
a lot of people who fit into this category. For if after they were, have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of, of the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. This is where I need to remember this verse. I need to write this down. For all these men and women who say they are not up under the law. Second Peter 2 and 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. I just couldn't stop. I didn't know what I was doing. My, my flesh sins, but my spirit don't. All this kind of nonsense. And overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. In other words, they have turned again to their to their base ways and saying that they have liberty to do so. It says their second end is going to be worse than their first would have been. For it had been better for them not to have known the ways of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. But it has happened but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. So I don't know how the church can teach people they are not up under the law. When these verses are saying clearly, you can't go back and be entangled in that stuff. The stuff that he saved you from and the stuff you never did, how are you going to go and do it again saying, uh, I'm not under the law, and all i got to do is ask forgiveness? Uh all I got to be doing is be good to my brother. And the Most High will, will look at that and forgive me. We just read, he says, hey, you cannot turn again back to that stuff because you like a dog returning to your vomit. You like that sow, that pig returning to wallow in the mud. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. You got people that say, ain't nothing changed. The world goes on, just as it did from the beginning. For this they willingly are for this they willingly are ignorant of, that may be that by the word of Yah the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that the world that then was being overflowed with water, water perished. He drowned it. But the heavens and the earth which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So he drowned the world the first time, and now he's saying, Hey, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word 
are kept in store. They're kept in their place, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that the day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. So he says, hey, don't be fooled by this stuff. Things are not going just on just as they were from the beginning because the Most High flooded the world the first time. And now the next time he's saying he's going to burn it up with fire. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us ward, toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Most High doesn't want to kill everybody. He don't want everybody to go to the lake. He would that everybody repent. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So how is this world going to be judged? What is the end of this world? Fire. Just as the whole world was flooded, the Most High is going to burn everything up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all in all seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of Yah, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. He's telling us how the end is coming. Everything's going to be burnt up. The atmosphere itself is going to be on fire. Where are you going to go if the air is on fire? And air is everywhere, in everything. You can't go underground because you need air. The only way you, only way you might survive will be underwater. And you know what? I wouldn't even bet on that. So let's read this again. But the day of Yah shall come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The elements. What are the elements? All the atoms, the different uh, materials, wood, iron, silver, gold, platinum, rocks. All these things will melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting or hurrying unto the coming of the day of Yah, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new, a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So the Most High said, hey, I'm going to make all things new. I'm burning this, all this up. You know what temperature it takes to make iron melt or to make a rock melt? The elements? <coughs> what temperature it takes to 
them boil. Hot, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 degrees. Nothing living can survive that. The oceans will boil away. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. And account that long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Account that. Even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things, of these things, and which are some things hard to be understood. Now, people use this, this, this verse right here to say Paul's writings are hard to understand. But Paul's writings aren't hard to understand if you allow the Spirit to tell you. Which things that are unlearned and unstable wrestle. He says rest, but not with a, an R, with a W-R-E-S-T. Let's see what this, and I'm thinking this word means to wrestle. Rest. To twist, extort by violence, to pull or force from, from by violence, to snatch or pull, to burst, to tear. So that's to wrestle with it. So let me read this verse again. As also in all his epistles, speaking to them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. So a lot of people read Paul's writings and think that they're at liberty to sin. They're at liberty to eat whatever they want to eat. And Paul never said those things. If you read those, if you read the scriptures closely, you'll see that, hey, Paul kept the law. And Paul was given to give a test. Just like in the Old Testament when the Most High said, I'm going to leave some of these tribes, these people in the land to test you, Israel to teach you war, and to see if you will follow after them. And in the New Testament, there's also a test. That test is called liberty. And so if I give you liberty to choose, are you going to choose what I have said will give you life? Are you going to choose what you really want to do and justify it in liberty? We had liberty not to do this. We're at liberty not to do that. The Most High never gave us liberty to do anything. He said, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. Now, you make the choice. That's the only liberty you have to choose good or evil, to choose life or death. That's it. Okay, back to the reading. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, for diligent, uh, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, 
without spot and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, as written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle, as they do also with other scriptures, unto their own destruction. You, therefore, beloved, seeing you know, know these things, before, beware, lest you also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fail from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen and amen. That was the book of Second, the, the epistle of Second Peter. And Peter said, hey, be steadfast. Add to the nature that God has given you to be godly. Add to those things patience and temperance, uh, strength, virtue, faith. Have brotherly love toward your brother. The book of First John starting in chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifest, the life was shown to us, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Yeshua. For these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare it unto you, that Yah is light, and with him is, and with him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Let's talk about this for a minute, because a lot of people will take this and say, take these verses right and say, hey, all I got to do is confess my sin, and he will forgive me. But that is to cherry pick a verse. Because all the other scriptures from the Old Testament to the New say, if you willfully sin, there is no sacrifice for you. If you ignorantly sin, then the day that you learn of that sin and you confess it, the Most High says you can bring a sacrifice in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he tells you, if you willfully sin, there is no more blood from Jesus for you. There's no more sacrifice. If you ignorantly sin, then you can confess your sin. 
And that's what he's saying here. You know, if you can't confess all sin, uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I want to sleep with her. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then go and uh, say, oh, I'm going to confess that. I'm going to confess that I sinned, and he is sure and just to forgive me. Uh, you knew you were doing wrong. And he says, and if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So if you go and sin and then say you have not sinned, or there is no sin in you, or you're not accountable, you're a liar. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not, that you sin not, that you sin not. Not that you can't sin, that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Propitiation for our sins, the payment for our sins, and not for ours only, but also to the sins of the whole world. Now, when we read this in, I believe it's the book of Romans, he said he's the propitiation for our sins that are past. And hereby we do, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. How is the church not keeping his commandments and saying that they know him? How can the church uh, change any of his commandments? Where did the church get that authority to do that? Where did the church get that authority? He that has said, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of Yah perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. How if we keep his commandments? The same one that gave us the commandments in the Old Testament is the same one that's given us the commandments in the New Testament. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I didn't come to do away with that. If we say we love him and keep not his commandments, we are a liar. And the truth is not in us. But whosoever keeps this word in, in, in him verily is the love of Yah perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you. I'm not giving you a new law here. I'm not giving you a new commandment. This is nothing that has changed. This is nothing that has changed, but men want to change it. They don't want to keep his statutes, laws, and commandments. They don't want to do what they're supposed to do. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Got to try to walk like Messiah. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which you from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. It hasn't changed. Again, a new commandment I write unto you which the thing is true in him and in you because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and has and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. 
you hear so many of our brothers talking about hate the Edomite, hate the Edomite, hate the Edomite, when in fact there's no way that they really know who the Edomite is, when in fact um, the Edomite is their brother. So thou shalt not abhor an Edomite. But the brothers try to make um, Edomites with certain people, even if they are. The scriptures say, hey, if you say you love God and hate your brother, there's something wrong with you. He that saith in, in his light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Darkness. He that loves his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and not and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because you, your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men. I write unto you, Father, because you have known him from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that was from the beginning. And I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of Yah abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Overcome the wicked one. So we need to walk in truth. We need to walk and abide in Messiah. We need to love our brother. Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you desire the things of this world, the money, fortune, fame, the love of the Father is not in you. That's what he's saying. Because the Father don't love this world. The Father created the world, and it was created for his pleasure. But the world has turned what? Wicked and evil. And if that's what you love, the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The lust of the flesh, that's a worldly thing. The lust of the eye and the pride of life. And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of Yah abideth or lives forever. Little children, the last time, and you have and you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. These antichrists went out from who? They went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not, they would have, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out 
and they that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Christ, that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same has not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning, if that you if if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, it is anointing the Holy Spirit says, you need not have any man teach you. What you need is the Spirit of the Most High. I will teach you all things. But we run to men. And we think that, oh, we got to be up under this man. But the scripture says, we need the Holy Spirit. But the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. Even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of Yah. Therefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, my favorite verse, but it does not yet appear. Beloved, now, not later, not in the future. Now are we the sons of Yah. How when we are begotten by his spirit? If you waiting until we are resurrected, you ain't getting up. Not at that time. It's going to be too late because you didn't, didn't get reborn during your lifetime. Now are we the sons of Yah. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. We don't look like we're going to look. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We know this. We're going to be like him because this is the promise. But we shall see him as he is. They never saw him in his true form. But we know we're going to see him in his true form and that we're going to be like him. But we are already the sons of Yah. If we have been begotten by his spirit. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. What makes you pure? 
the Holy Spirit who cleanses us, the blood of Christ who cleanses us. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Wait a minute. Thought that was in the Old Testament. Sin is the transgression of the law. What is the whole duty of man? Fear God and keep his what? Commandments. Keep his law. Whosoever committeth Whosoever committed sin transgress also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of Yah was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of Yah does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of Yah. In this the children of Yah are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever does not righteousness is not of Yah, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew, wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. So why did Cain slay Abel? Because Cain's works were evil and his brothers' works were what? Righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. A lot of these brothers need to hear and understand this, that, hey, you can't be preaching hate. You can't be preaching, uh, pronouncing judgments that are not yours to pronounce. Can't be saying you want to hate because the most I hate. Most I said, uh, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Because he hated Esau, you want to say you hate Esau. He never told you to hate Esau because Esau is your brother. Okay. Whosoever has his brother hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Wherefore perceive we the love of Yah, because he laid down his life for us. And we are to lay, as we are to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso has, the, whoso has this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shuffles up 
his bowels of compassion or sheddeth up his bowels of compassion from him? How dwelleth the love of Yah in him? First and hey, let's read that again. But whoso has the world, the world's good, and sees his brother have need, and shuffles up his and shutteth up his bowels of compassion. Mean that he doesn't have compassion for those who he sees have need. How dwells the love of Yah in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we have, we are of truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, Yah is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward Yah. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments. We receive of him, why? Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son of Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandments. And he that keeps his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the spirit which he has given to us. It is imperative that we understand that without the spirit, we are none of his. And when we do things without his spirit, he says that we are acting on our own. We are doing things uh, of our own works. So it is by his spirit that he's given us that we do these things and that we say that he is God uh, and that we uh, obey his commandments by his spirit that he's given us. Chapter 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of Yah because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby we know, hereby know you the spirit of Yah. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of Yah. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of Yah. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it is should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of Yah. He that knoweth Yah heareth us. He that is not of Yah heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let, let us love one another, for love is of Yah, and everyone that loveth is born of Yah, and knoweth Yah. He that loveth not, he that loveth not knoweth not Yah, for Yah is love. In this was manifest the love of Yah toward us, because that Yah sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love Yah, but that he loved us. Yeah. 
and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if Yah so loved us, we are also to love one another. No man has seen Yah at any time. If we love one another, Yah dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. <coughs> Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he is in us, because he has given us his spirit. His spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of Yah, Yah dwelleth in him, and he in Yah. And we have now and we have known and believed that and we have known and believed that the love that Yah has to us. Yah is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in Yah, and Yah in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear that because fear has torment. He has feared, he has he that feareth is not made in love. There is no fear in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love, how can he love Yah whom he has not seen? Commandment have we from him that he who loveth Yah love his brother also. First John chapter 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of Yah. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him that also loveth him also that is begotten of him. But this we know that we love the children of Yah when we love Yah and keep his commandments. For this is the love of Yah that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. So let me reread this again because we can read those verses before that and think that we are of Yah simply because we believe. But he says, "Whosoever believeth in Jesus is is the uh, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of Yah, and everyone that loveth him that begat him be, that begat love him also that be also that is begotten by him or of him. By this we know that we love." the children of Yah, that we love Yah and keep his commandments. So how can you say you love the children of Yah if you don't love Yah? And how do you know if you love Yah if you keep his commandments? For this is the love of Yah that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. We're not, we're not saying that, hey, this is hard to do. For whatsoever is born of Yah overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of Yah? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They don't agree in one. 
They are one. The Father and the Word are one in the same. The Father and the Word and the Holy Ghost are one in the same. Not three in agreement, but all one. It's the same being. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. See, there's a difference in agreeing in one and being one. We can be one in agreement. It's not the same as being one. The same entity. And there are three and if we receive the witness of man, the witness of Yah is greater. But this is the witness of Yah, which he has, testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of Yah has the witness, of, has the witness in himself. He that believeth not Yah has made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that Yah gave of his son. And this is the record that Yah has given us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son has not life. These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of Yah, and he, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of Yah. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, not according to your will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that he, we have the petition that we have desired of him. If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, so not all sin is unto death, he shall ask, and he shall and shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pay for. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pay for it. That he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not unto death. We know that whatsoever is born of Yah sinneth not. But he that is begotten of Yah keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of Yah, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen and amen. Don't be worshiping other things. With that, we're going to stop here for this evening. We have read the book of Second Peter and First John. I hope something was said to edify. I hope that you go back and reread uh, these books for your own edification. That the word of Yah might dwell in you richly. And that you might understand that, hey, you need the spirit of the Most High. You need to be born of the water and of the spirit. And that you might walk in the love of Yah and hate not your brother. And that you might keep his commandments. 
not that you're going to take liberty to break them. Second Peter chapter 2 was just, just blows the Christian doctrine, the church doctrine, the religious doctrine out the water, blows it completely out the water. So you are at liberty not to sin. You are not at liberty to sin. Sin is the transgression of the law. He says, by here do you know that you are his, that you love God? How do you know that you love him? If you keep his what? Commandments. He didn't do away with the law. To sin is the transgression of the law. So he didn't do away with the law. He did away with some law. He transitioned some laws, but he did not do away with the law. It didn't change it to where you could eat unclean because we read that you gotta he's gonna punish those that are in uncleanliness. So may the Messiah had a blessing to the reading, the hearing, the understanding, and the doing of his word. In Jesus' precious name, Yeshua Hamashiach. Amen and amen. On next week, we're going to get into Second uh, John. Uh, we will finish that up and um, trying to get through these books so that uh, we can get back on the kingdom series, the kingdom message. We want to preach the kingdom of Yah, and we want, you know, our brothers and our sisters. Matter of fact, we got time. I'm going to go ahead and do Second John, and I'm going to do Third John tonight, and finish those up since they're only one book, one chapter. Second John chapter one: The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that are that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, and peace from Yah, the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, or Yeshua HaMashiach, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found, I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received the commandment from the Father. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, that we have received the commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now I need to find out who this lady is. The elder and unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. So, I need to do a little bit of research on that because I don't know who John is talking about there. And I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world unto and entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ has not Yah. 
He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. Still come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine. Receive him not into your house, neither by, neither bid him God speed. For he that, he that biddeth him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. This is what I'm saying. When we when we sit here and we um, we tolerate um, blasphemers, he says, "Don't do it." Having many things to write you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of the elect sister greet. Amen. So this one right here, I need to really research and find out who is he actually talking to or about. Who is the elect lady? Who is the the children of the elect sister? John chapter 3, verse 1. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou dost, beloved, thou dost faithfully. Whatsoever thou dost, doest to the brethren and to the strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity, wherever, uh, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward, forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that of his name's that because that for his name's sake. They went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We, therefore, ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the churches, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loved to have the premise among them, received us not. So this is somebody that uh, didn't want them to overshadow them. Diotrephes didn't want uh, John them to overshadow him himself. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he does, priding against us with malicious words and not content therewith. Neither does he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would and cast them out of the church. So this brother's trying to he's trying to run the church all by himself, uh, and has not brotherly love and is not wanting the disciples to come, the apostles to come, uh, and really to correct him. They're not even receiving the brothers. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of Yah, and he that doeth evil has not seen Yah. Demetrius has good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, he also bear record, and you know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not, with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends 
by my name. That's the third epistle of John. So on next week, we will finish the New Testament. Not, we're not going to do Revelations this go around. Uh, we're going to go back to the Old Testament uh, when we finish, um, I think Jude is only one chapter itself. It is. So let's do Jude as well. We got 20 minutes. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified of Yah, the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. So this is the brother of James. James is the brother of Jesus. So this is the brother of Jesus. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and encourage you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to be to this condemnation. These men were foreordained to do this, to lead people astray. Ungodly men, turning the grace of Yah into lasciviousness and denying the, the only Lord God and our Lord and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believe not. I'm going to make you remember this for a reason. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains, under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about, even about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. So this, what he's trying to teach us is, you don't speak against Dignity. You don't speak against uh, those who are in authority over you. You don't speak against, even Michael wouldn't speak against who Satan. Satan went over him, but Satan was a dignity. But these speak evil things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. With the carnal mind Woe unto them For they have gone in the way of Cain And ran greedily after the era Of Balaam for reward And perished in the gainsaying of Kor Now this was I believe in, in the Old Testament Kor was a was Corinth In the Old Testament These are spots In your feast of charity When they feast with you 
feeding themselves without fear. People coming to the feast days, uncircumcised in flesh, uncircumcised in heart, acting like they belong. These are spots, charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds that are without water, carried about with winds, trees whose fruit wherewith, without fruit, twice dead, left up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Let's see. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that an ungod and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Master, how that they told you they should be mockers in the last days, in the last time. Who should walk after their own ungodly lust? These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But but you, beloved, building up yourselves of your own of your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of Yah, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unto, each, unto eternal life. So we must be praying in the what? In the Holy Ghost. That means that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit has to be in you. Keep yourselves in the love of Yah, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto life. And, and of some have compassion making different, and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire, having even their garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen and amen and amen. So Jude is really getting on these brothers that are coming with these false doctrines who are speaking without being filled with the Spirit, who are spreading carnal knowledge, a carnal understanding of the gospel, who still wish, if they could, they would be sensual out of fear, out of fear. They are not but it's not their natural way because if they found out today that something wasn't true, they would be right back doing what they were doing because they'd be like, oh, it's a lie. And I've been trying to save myself for nothing. 
It's in them to do these things. All right. Until next week, brothers and sisters, when we start out in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1. May the most I add a blessing to you this Shabbat. Join us on Pal Talk as we read the word of Yah tonight. And salvation comes only to, to the elect uh, Hebrew Israelite. Uh, we will be reading the scriptures in there. Uh, in as much as we can, it gets late early uh, because some people are way, way on the West Coast or in Alaska. And for those of us on the East Coast, uh, we just get started too late. Until next week, brothers and sisters, love one another as the commandments say. Peace and blessings to you and yours. To Yah be the glory. Where did I put you at? There we go. All right, amen, amen, and amen.